Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with integrative productivity expert, Angela Kristen Taylor. Welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you letting me be here with you today. Definitely. And like a lot of things going on right now, we're remote. So this is, I guess, fitting in the the current events, but we're just going to jump right into it. I'm sure we'll touch on this uh, as well. But my first question is really just about you and your background uh, so everyone can kind of get up to speed about uh, who you are and where you're coming from. So could you tell us just a little bit about yourself as as much or as little as you feel like sharing today? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So uh, I am, like you said, an integrative productivity expert. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, how did you get to be an integrative productivity expert? And what exactly is that? Right. So I can tell you that uh, I have five children Mm -hmm. Uh, They are yours, mine, and ours. So we are on marriage number two. (laughs) And I had two kids. My husband had two kids. We had one together. Um, So we have raised five children together. Uh, We, our youngest is six and our next youngest is 17. We have homeschooled these kids. Uh, We deal with a lot of different dietary issues, gluten allergies, dairy allergies. I don't eat meat. He does. So <laughs> we have all that going on. Oh, and then I've run a coaching business. I've been coaching for 17 years. And before that, I was in real estate. And I've been re- real estate as a total uh, in working in the real estate industry for 27 years. Okay. So being able to manage all of that, plus having dogs and uh, we've had all kinds of pets. You know, we had a parrot, <laughs> fish tanks, you know, all these different things. And, you know, productivity becomes a way of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I can tell you that I started off as, right, we have like our natural state and our adjusted state. And my natural state is to be a very chaotic walking disaster. All right. And So having to go from that to being a morning person who loves to get up early and and has a clean kitchen when I wake up in the morning and my car is clean and my house is clean and like all of my clients are taken care of and everything's great. Like that is, I am so sorry. My dog is crazy barking right now. I like it. This adds a little bit of flavor. This is real. Like I said, the title is real world productivity. So we got to deal with the dog. That's the real world. We totally do. Um, But yes, but that's, that's how I got there. So it's really a matter of being able to be productive because you have to, right? Because you have no other choice. And, and that was where I came from. And then what I realized is that so many other people, especially those who are self-employed, start out in that same place, that walking chaotic disaster, like I can't seem to get my stuff together, right? And move my business forward and still be able to manage this crazy chaos thing I call life. Yes. And I had to do it. And I figured out how. And that's what I do is I help people connect all the dots in their life and their business and, and figure out how to make it work, you know, make it work really well. Yeah. And I like what you mentioned. I'm going to kind of dive down this a little bit of rabbit hole here, maybe, but um, I was, uh, you know, reading and checking out your website and I love Mm -hmm. something I've read and I can't uh, remember the exact words, but basically you're talking about your, you know, where you were at one point and uh, the phrase I believe was uh, the multiplying, um, uh, cereal in the car, like, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, Cheerios. That's it. Cheerios. Yeah. Yes. So you're like, I'm not going to tell you all about my car, but let's just say there's a lot of Cheerios. And I was like, oh, man, that's yeah. a really good imagery right there. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned this natural state and I apologize if I get the terms wrong, an adjusted state. Sure. So I guess, yeah, this is interesting to me and I'm personally really interested in this. So what made you 
besides having, you know, chaos in your life and saying, I've got mm-hmm. to change things because I'm just not happy. But what was it that led you to saying, hey, maybe if I put some of this productivity type stuff or some frameworks or whatever it is into use, that would help me. And so, like what I guess led you to that point? <laughs> you know, it, that's a really great question because for me, I really bucked being uh, an organized, structured person completely because my mom is just that like, she had, just to give you an example, okay, yeah. she had all of her recipes on index cards and set up on a three-month rotating schedule. So you did not eat the same thing again for another three months, okay? But you three-month were rotating to schedule. Eat it in three months. Yes, <laughs> assured. And the entire recipe list was already programmed into her computer into a shopping list by week based on her recipes and was categorized by aisle that things show up in the store. Okay, so that's what I grew up with. <laughs> I can understand, yeah, I can understand some backlash then. You're going to try so something else. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not going to be my mother, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was really, um, I was so far in the other direction, but then realizing that, uh, you know, my life was out of control. I grew up in a very clean house, in a very organized house, and things were always very structured from her end but I was allowed the freedom to kind of do things my way, live my own life. My mom was a hippie in her day. And so for me, it was kind of like, she let me be free to be me, um, which was great, but I definitely tried to not be her. Right. So for me, it really was a, a matter of trying to marry up. How can I have a clean house and be organized but do it in a way that's not my mother. (laughs) No, and that makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's, that that leads us down to another one, which I'm really interested too, because for myself, I know that, um, you know, the question comes up. Sometimes people say, well, this sounds neat, you know, sure. Being productive is cool. The results I get, but like, I don't want to just be like a robot and just following rules and that's all I do. And so I guess, how do you feel about that? Where like, you still, obviously you, you feel like the real you is maybe not, you know, living by a framework, but how do you feel and how do you deal with people who kind of say that where like, am I just going to be a robot if I, if I'm good at productivity? Yeah. So I, I actually asked myself that question when I first started and, you know, for me, I'm more of that creative. I, you know, I like my freedom. I value my freedom really highly, pretty much above much of anything else. Right. And, and pretty much anybody who's out there doing their own thing, running their own business, they're, they're, they're going to be that style of person. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that I tried to do first was implement my mom's methods and realize very quickly that, that just this one's going to work for me because that's not who I am, you know? And so then I thought, well, what do I notice about me? And one of the things that I noticed was that I couldn't sit down and do one thing for any length of time. You know, I needed to do things in really small increments. So I couldn't set aside an entire day to do one thing the way my mother would, but I could certainly set aside 30 minutes to do one thing and then switch gears and go do something else for 15, 20 minutes and then come back to it. That worked. Mm -hmm. So I started creating my own rules and rules that worked for what I felt suited my natural style, right? So, um, you know, things like, you know, it's funny, it was also a big part of it was being realistic with my time. Um, As a creative, I tend to be a little unrealistic. (laughs) I think everybody does. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So 
I got this. I went out to Pottery Barn because, you know, we love our tools, right? Mm -hmm. So I went out to Pottery Barn and I got this ginormous um, clipboard. It was like really short, but really wide. Mm -hmm. And it had uh, all the days of the week on it. And I was like, this is amazing. And I sat down on Sunday and I filled out every single like column. And I was like, had my whole week plan. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to knock this out. I'm going to be so efficient. This is great. And then on Friday, I had finally finished everything that I had put on there for Monday. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I realized I might have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, finding so, out that the to-do list doesn't yeah, translate into reality. Exactly. Yeah. So the first thing that I did was I was, you know, I'd heard of food journaling where, you know, if you're going to diet, right, you're going to write down what you're eating to see where the problem is, right? So I was like, well, if that works for food, it could totally work with my time. So I started time journaling. So I just started writing down everything that I was doing during the day, how long it took me to do it, when I started, when I finished, you know, that sort of thing. And then I went through and looked at it and realized that, I could see on there very specifically where I was wasting time. I could see where I was being inefficient with my time. Like, you know, go to the grocery store five times because I wanted to eat what I felt like eating and not necessarily what I had in the kitchen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Another one of those freedom creative things, right? <laughs> and um, I realized, you know, where things worked and where things didn't. So I used that to create a calendar that felt good for me. Mm -hmm. and. I, I had to learn how to like time blocking because to me, time blocking was like, you know, um, like when you're, you're all tucked into the sheets and your feet are in there and you mm -hmm. can't get your foot out and you really just want to get your foot out and it feels really claustrophobic. Like <laughs> that's what time blocking felt like for me. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> you know? So I had to get used to the idea. Um, but you know, some of the things that helped me were like, um, that book, the happiness advantage was a huge help because it was um, teaching me about like activation energy and how if, if I didn't want to do something or I did want to do something, but I was kind of like, eh, and I kept pushing it off. It was probably because the energy it was going to take me to get that project started was too much. So then I was like, well, how can I make that energy change? Right. And then I was um, paying attention to things like uh, there was a website. I don't know if it's still out there um, called, uh, uh, it was fly, fly mom or fly something, fly something like that. It was finally loving yourself. Yeah. <laughs> fly lady, oh. fly lady. That's what yeah. it was called, fly lady. And it was uh, this really great Yahoo group that you could join back in the day mm -hmm. that would send you little emails when it was time to do things like change the, the load of laundry from the washing machine to the dryer. And I was like, that's awesome. So I got involved in, in looking at that. And that was about creating routines for people who were living in chaos hmm. and she used the acronym she turned chaos into an acronym as can't have anyone over syndrome and i thought <laughs> that's that's, that's me that was totally me right cheerio i couldn't even have anybody in my car because of the cheerios right yeah. <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen so it what i realized was that there were little routines that i could build into my day that worked for me, like getting dressed instead of staying in my pajamas all day, you know, like um, making my bed in the morning and feeling good about the fact that I could walk around my house and it was clean because I could do something for 15 minutes or like when you're in the shower, I could, you know, I could, I could wipe down the walls in the shower while I was in there yeah. and take two seconds to do it. 
instead of, you know, after a month of, of soap scum buildup, now I'm in there scrubbing with Tylex, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like not what I wanted to do. Life, yeah, exactly. So it was just finding the places where I could make things easier so that it wasn't a, a huge big deal with all this energy required from me to get things accomplished, you so know, and then for yourself as well as maybe mm -hmm. recommending for other people. Cause I know that the other half of this equation is, um, routines are really good. I'm a huge fan. Um, yeah. Even the simple ones, like that's how mm -hmm. I ensure I floss my teeth. And some people it's like, Oh, this flossing comes up on the podcast a lot. I've got to make a note of this. <laughs> it must be me. But anyways, uh, little routines like that. But the other side of this is how do you make it happen? Like, I'm curious, mm -hmm. what do you use to implement? Is it, um, you know, using some sort of reminders? Do you have a favorite app? Do you use visual cues? Like what kind of things do you do or, or advise people to do? Yeah. So I think for me, you know, a big part of it was, um, not wanting to live the way I was living anymore. So that was the big driving motivating force behind it. Um, a digital calendar was the easiest thing for me to use. So it can be iCal, it can be Google Calendar, whatever you happen to have that works with your phone, right? Mm -hmm. And um, for me, that was a big thing because like even with my kids, I, I would, you know, as an entrepreneur, I tend to work and work and work and work. And, you know, my kids grew up with one more minute, one more minute, one more minute, <laughs> you know, and my daughter who's 17 now, um, one of the things that she would always say is, you know, I, I want to do something with you. Like at night, she'd be like, Hey, you want to play a game or do you want to watch a movie? And I'd say, yeah, as soon as I finish this and then I'd finish it and I'd go look and she was asleep and I would feel horrible inside. And so I realized that in, as part of my time blocking, I would put everything on my calendar. And that's a really good tip because most people are just putting appointments on their calendars. And then what they do is they don't realize that they need to put themselves and their family and all their other stuff on their calendar too, because if it's not on your calendar, it's not going to happen, right? Yep. Like we will, we'll just book ourselves, boop, 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 right? On our calendar and forget about the fact that we actually have to eat lunch, you know, <laughs> or, or that, um, you know, we, we might want to go spend some time with our family at the end of the day, you know, and yep. we just overbook ourselves. So I put her on my calendar every night at seven o'clock. She was on my calendar and I showed her that she was on my calendar and that made her feel so special and important. And it made me realize that in her mind, she was like the last thing on my list. When in reality, everything that I was doing was for her, right? And for my kids, for my family, they were at the top of my list, but they didn't feel there. And that was because I wasn't spending that time or prioritizing time with them. I was prioritizing work. So putting her on my calendar and then setting those notifications so that 15 minutes before something else was supposed to start, whether that was an appointment for myself mm -hmm. with me, right? Like go sit down and read a book for a little bit, you yeah. know, or take a break or go spend some time with your kid or whatever, that I had enough notice to kind of segue out of what I was doing, get to a stopping point and then move forward. And like that was just huge. So digital calendar, time blocking. Don't try to time block until you time journal for a week so you can see where you're spending your time. You can analyze that and then you create a, a, a time block schedule that will actually work for you and then staggering your appointments. So, you know, look for where you fail, right? Don't look for as a, at a failure as like, oh crap, I did it again. I'm a mess. I can, I'll never figure this out and then just give up, you know, look at a failure as an indication of something that you need to change, right? Yeah. So when we take that and we look and say, okay, well, 
you know, I noticed that I had this big block of time to do this project and it was going to be four hours. But about two hours into it, I started feeling drained and I, the last two hours just really weren't that productive and I didn't get much done. And then I was tired afterwards and the rest of my day kind of sucked, right? Well, great. Two hours, like let's cut that, instead of four hours, let's make it an hour and a half and then let's take a half hour break and then let's do another hour and a half and let's see how you do. Yeah. And then you'll notice that like your production shoots through the roof because you gave yourself a chance to, to ground yourself, to recenter, to, um, to boost up your emotions, you know, so that you feel better again and you're, you're ready to dive back into it. Yeah, I think so, that's a great way uh, to do that. And also I wanted to circle back to the calendar and, and putting yourself in. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's something I learned and I started doing and, and I like both me and my wife put our date night on Wednesdays in there. And absolutely a good reminder one for me because I get busy and I just you know I know mm -hmm. that it's coming but that's a reminder hey maybe I need to plan something or you know even if we're just watching a movie and sitting on the couch but also so that people don't book times uh with me and mm -hmm. you know because otherwise it probably would happen or I would get client calls in this way I don't have to feel bad I literally have an appointment you know and say sorry yep. I'm busy I can't do anything you know and exactly feel like I'm making something up or I'm making an excuse, but it's real. It's on my calendar. So yeah. absolutely. One of the tools that I use, um, I use Acuity to run my calendar and you know, Acuity, Calendly, OneHub, they're all pretty much the same, right? Mm -hmm. um, depending on what your needs are. But with me, when I set up all my appointment types in Acuity, I put a 30 minute buffer um, so that it always books that time for the session and then an extra 30 minutes where no one is allowed to book. And what that does is it gives me an opportunity to take that break in between clients, in between sessions so that I can get up and move around and, and go grab a snack or run to the bathroom or fill up my water. You know, I can do whatever I need to do. I can check on my kid, you know, <laughs> and, and play with him. I can walk my dogs. Right. Yeah. So it gives me that break and it's built in just like you're saying, right? So there's, there's no, there's no question about it. I'm not trying to sandwich appointment to appointment to appointment. I have that natural built in schedule where it's, it's just automatically doing its thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good point too. Cause I've made that mistake. And one of the biggest ones I made was with recording this podcast. So I've been doing this for a couple of years now and I used to say, well, it's going to take, you know, it generally last, you know, 20 to 40 minutes of recording. I like to talk to people before a little bit after. So yeah, I just need an hour. I didn't think about it, set it up in my booking calendar and it's one hour. And sure enough, in one week, I think I had two recordings and then I had client calls booked immediately after. And like, it was just chaos. And you know, yeah. I got through that and I learned real quick, like, oh yes, that's what the buffer is for. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It could be really stressful otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So and then I'm curious, you know, this is stuff we have. I'm sure, and I know a lot of this is common to people, but what, what kind of issues do you see as someone who does uh, coaching and training? What kind of common issues do you see people having? You know, um, a lot of the issues that I see people having are not realizing how it all connects together. You know, mm -hmm. they don't realize where the issues come from, right? So they kind of accept it as like, hey, this is who I am. And they don't see themselves as being able to be anything different, right? And they don't understand where it came from. So like, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, is really important and really relevant is understanding how like where your energy is, you know, mm -hmm. how much energy do you have in a day? A lot of people, you know, they start out their day, they wake up and their, their first thing is to run to the coffee, right? Run to the coffee pot. I'm going to get some coffee. I'm going to get some caffeine in me and I'm going to feel better. And then as they go through their day, like, okay, well I need, you know, a pick me up 
you know, it's three o'clock, I'm starting to get drained, let me eat some sugar. And then that's going to push me over the edge until I finish my day, you know, so they're eating some candy, some chocolate or whatever else they can get their hands on, right. And in reality, the caffeine and the sugar cause the crashes that actually create the lack of energy instead of the building of energy, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. just understanding how like nutrition and exercise can help you maintain your energy over time and, and help you actually be more efficient because you're getting more accomplished because you're not emotionally drained in your day. Yeah. You're not physically drained in your day. And so that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. Another piece that can go back even further mm -hmm. is realizing how just certain instances and things from childhood on up, any trauma, anything that we've dealt with, and it doesn't have to be like me, I'm not talking like child abuse trauma, although that exists, right? Yeah. I'm thinking like it can be even minor things, things like, you know, uh, if you had a, a sibling that bossed you around or picked on you, or if your family moved around a lot, and those kinds of things too can create this, what I call emotional clutter, right? that then sets us off into having specific behaviors that prevent us from being productive. So sometimes we have to address those things before we're able to move forward and create the positive behavior that we really want to see. And I see that most often in people who, rather than doing the things they know they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. will look for another tool, another training, another something that's going to help them feel like they're more prepared, but actually is just distracting them from doing the work they need to be doing. Gotcha. Um, so this is maybe a leap, but I immediately started thinking of something I did for the first time. I think it was two, two and a half years ago. It was a book called Unique Ability. Have you heard mm -hmm. this kind of one of like the strength finder type of things and like basically kind of okay. understanding at a deeper level about yourself. And I know um, for you, something I believe you believe in is answering the really tough personal questions is what mm -hmm. gets you to the right answers. And I think this all yeah. together. So I'm kind of, um, wondering how, how would you advise people? What, you know, especially the, anyone listening to this, you know, if they feel, well, I'm productive, I feel okay. How important do you think it is to still ask yourself the tough questions? Well, you know, I think if you're happy, <laughs> right, then you're happy, you're happy, you're content, right? It's, it's the people who are, are questioning, where am I at? Can I do better? Do I want to do better? Mm -hmm. can, I, can I accomplish more? What more do I want to accomplish? You know, or, they're, or also the people who are beating themselves up all the time internally, telling themselves, you know, you never, you never can come through. You start all these projects, but you never finish them. You know, it's like they're either beating themselves up or they're questioning, mm -hmm. right? So two different things, but each of them could be asking themselves questions. And the ones that are beating themselves up, absolutely 100%. You need to be asking the tough questions. Why are you beating yourself up? Why are you saying those things to yourself? And part of you know, coaching is flipping that script, right? And, and starting to speak to yourself in a new way, starting to monitor that internal dialogue so that you're giving yourself the permission to make mistakes and recover from them, right? And, and the, the same thing, you know, the people who are just asking those questions, they're just being self-aware and saying, you know what, I, I see myself doing this and I would like to be better at this. And so I would like to try a few things to get myself 
performing at a higher level, right? And I can tell you, like, I started out as the beating myself up person. Uh -huh. And then I moved into the self-aware questioning person, right? Yeah. And then I moved into the, I'm trying and I'm getting better person. And then I moved into this where, like, man, I figured it out. I'm doing all right. I'm pretty happy. Things are good, you know? Yeah. And, and to be honest, I was helping people all along the way. And helping other people helped me help myself more at a higher level. No, I, I, one, I believe it. And two, I know for myself, and I'm sure this is true universally, I'm just, you know, not at the level where I, I have the understanding of this, but I feel like every time I learn more about myself, then I'm able to help others, at, you know. At Absolutely. A it's not that I've conquered or I've climbed the mountain. I mean, it's a mountain with no top to it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but Absolutely. it's just been really interesting to see that. So, interesting. Okay. Um, well, then I guess the next question would be, do you have uh, some kind of ideas or, or how would you guide people in terms of if they want to improve how they're doing on a day-by-day -day basis, what, what are some of the things that maybe they could do? Um, just kind of an open-ended question, you know, I realize yeah. everything plays into this, so. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I, th I think the first thing that you can do is start to look at where do you feel like you're having an issue and make a list of those things. And anything that you feel like is something that you'd like to improve on, like if your car is full of Cheerios, write that down. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, if, if you feel like um, you're the one who's picking up after everybody and always nagging everybody to do what you're doing, write that down, you know? So just write down a list of all the things that you'd like to see different. And then from there, you can take each one and say, what could I do differently? What could I, how could I look at this differently, right? And is there anything I can do to fix this situation? And then try something new, try something different, try a, creating a new routine, try looking at your, at your time through journaling it, right? Yeah. Try putting different things into place and until you find something that, that works. You will, if you look for it, if yeah. you try, you'll find something that works. And the more self-aware you can be and very honest with yourself about where you feel like your failings are, then you'll, you'll be able to conquer every single one of them. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying you won't come up with new ones. Yeah, <laughs> too, that's really good. And you talk about being honest and I mentioned this too, and I, I bring this up because I agree and I've noticed with myself and that's why I say this, you know, the times when I'm not, or when I gloss over something, you know, that's where the least gains come from and yes. you know, honest with myself. Um, that's where it is. The other thing I found with this, and this is more personal for myself, but I think this applies widely is that writing this stuff down, whether it's on your computer or whether it's pen and paper, but not just thinking like, well, I could do better here and then maybe I'll fix it. Uh, I find that just getting it out of your brain and actually seeing it, and yeah. it sounds silly, but maybe it's just solving that five minute task that keeps popping up every mm -hmm. week. Or maybe it's a deeper thing, um, but uh, how, do you agree or how do you feel about that? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I always write things down and I prefer to write it down pen and paper. Um, to me, there's a certain amount of tangibility mm -hmm. in handwriting something that allows my brain to process it better. That could just be me, but I, I like the tangibility of pen and paper. So uh, writing something down allows me to process those solutions. Uh, free writing is a great way to do that. Um, there is a great app that I love called Shine. I don't know if you're familiar with no, it. No, no, I'm not. Uh, it's a great app and it's, it's really about, um, it's there to kind of check in on you and how your day is going 
So it'll ask you like, hey, how are you feeling today? And there's a little, some little article that they can have you read, you know, or something that starts out with it that's something motivating. And then it'll say, hey, how are you feeling today? And then it, you can kind of go through and it will ask you questions. And it will say, oh, you're, you're feeling great. That's wonderful. What are you feeling great about today? No. And then it will, you know, ask you to kind of talk about what you're grateful for, right? It'll have you have a, make a positive um, little mantra for yourself at the end saying, I can, and then write something in, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a great little app. And um, they have a, a, a free... The light is on on my phone. They have a um of <laughs> they have a free version and then they have a premium version. Okay. Um, the premium version they always have a sale. So wait for the sale. You can get the app for a whole year for like twenty six dollars. I'm gonna check this out. I love uh, doing this. I track a lot on my own. So if nothing mm -hmm. else, one person is gonna check this out. So if anyone yeah. listening, um, I highly suggest this too. There's a lot of cool things you can do with with these and. I like that it mm -hmm. to kind of guide you and it's almost like a, asking why each time it sounds like not really yeah. to get yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit deeper answers out of you. So. Yeah. And it's just, you know, going through that process of writing down how you're feeling and then questioning, how could I feel better? How could I do better? When you put that question in front of yourself, whether you're doing it through an app or just writing it down on a piece of paper, that it, it's the same thing as, you know, when you're, when you're talking to a coach, a co the point of the coach is to ask you the questions that you need to think about, right? Yeah. And so all of those things, it's like, it's, it's going down, sitting down and asking yourself that question so that you can process it, so that you can allow yourself the time and the space to come up with a better solution. Makes sense. I like it. Well, we just got time for a couple more questions. So this one we talked about, uh, but I love this. Uh, I know people like this, but what tools do you use day to day? What kind of, you know, you've mentioned the Shine app, um, a couple of books, but do you have any go-to apps or, you know, do you do use certain journals, anything like that? Yeah. So I do have a journal, um, just paper journal. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, I like a nice embossed cover, you know, something pretty that makes me feel say, good about you know, into it. I used to yeah, use just like loose leaf, but then I was like, <laughs> oh, I like something that looks nice. And if it makes me use it more, then it's the yeah. purpose. So. Exactly. I almost feel like when it's a really pretty, pretty cover, it gives me a little more purpose in going into it. It feels a little more ritualistic. Okay. Um, so I'm more likely to do it more often. I don't know if that makes sense, but oh, it totally. works. And I go back so. to the end, like all I care about, I mean, not really. Okay, not the only thing I care about, but what I want <laughs> is the result. And if it helps me, Absolutely. Result, then I don't care why, unless, you know, so long as it's doing no harm, then great. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So definitely a paper journal. Um, I definitely use apps like Shine is my absolute favorite. I have a, several of them because I like to test them out for clients. Oh, yeah. um, but Shine is my favorite. And um, using Google Calendar for me is huge. Um, and the reason that I choose that one is because I am a total Apple person and <laughs> I have a PC, mm. but I have an iPad and an iPhone. And uh, so for me, I, I have to use something that works across platforms. Gotcha. So Google Calendar works and I plug in every single part of my day. Um, Acuity, I mentioned um, as far as like building my schedule out and having my clients schedule time. Uh, we also build out our classes and things like that in our company for um, for our clients in acuity as well. And, um, what else do I use? I use Trello for, um, you know, putting together like things that we're going to do 
when we're working on our business, not in it. <laughs> so Trello is really important to make sure all the pieces are moving in the right direction. You know, marketing is being handled, all of that. Uh, we use Content Studio for all of our social media marketing and um, um, managing that. So it's, it's all like ready to go and scheduled and posts out automatically and all that. Um, we use a Slack channel in our group. We have 12 people right now. So um, using Slack and, and being able to have channels for the different divisions of things that we focus on in our company is important. And uh, I use Zoom all the time with all my clients and have our meetings. And then um, the biggest piece that we use now is Verbella, uh, which is V-I-R-B-E-L-A. And that is where we host our um, 3D co-working productivity center. So Okay, so hold on. I want to hear more about this. I <laughs> heard that term before, so tell. I want to. I want to know, and I'm sure everyone else. Is. What, what sure. Is it? So it's 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 like a video game. So if you think of a video game and what it's like, you know, you go in there and you've got your person. You make them look kind of like you, right? Or totally not like you. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, right? Um, and you dress them, and then you um, you're walking around, right? So essentially, this space is um, the Inverbella is called Open Campus, okay. and uh, it's a place for people to come and connect and communicate, and it's it's very business focused. Okay. So not like uh, the Sims or um, what's that other one, Second Life. Second it's Life. not like that. Yeah, it's not like that. Um, it, it's definitely more cartoony, like the Sims. <laughs> Um, more so than, than Second Life, but it, it's designed to be used for business. And so we actually have a private space that we pay for. It looks like an office floor. Mm -hmm. So we can click a button, go into our office floor, and we have 36 private offices and uh, two meeting rooms and two boardrooms. And it gives us all the space to be able to connect. And so um, part of what we do is we have a membership. Um, that in, is all about, you know, like, hey, you've, you've taken like 50 million different programs on how to build your business. Now it's time to actually do it, right? Yeah. And yeah. so people can come into this space and co-work with six different coaches and, um, you know, work in that space and be able to sit down and take classes or workshops or, you know, get work done on their business instead of just in it. And then for all the support things that they need in between, like a copywriter and a, you know, a logo designer and a branding specialist or virtual assistants or a video editor, like we have all those people in that space as well. So they can just walk around the corner and pop into the video editor's office and say, hey, can you stitch these two videos together for me and cut the ends off? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> and he does it for them. Oh, so awesome. yeah, so it's kind of like a video game for office people. <laughs> That is crazy in a good way. I was like, oh, yeah, I never heard of this. Like, what is going on over there? All right, something yeah. else to, uh, to check out. So, uh, last question. I really love uh, the answers from this, but what book or any type of media piece do you find yourself recommending to people the most uh, recently or nowadays? Ooh. <laughs> there are so many books. So, if you look, um, <laughs> I know that this is a, a, a podcast, but on either side of me, I have huge bookcases filled with books. And I, I am constantly recommending books. My favorite right now that I recommend a lot is The Big Leap by okay. Gay Hendricks. I love that one. It's an awesome book, um, specifically because he talks about hitting upper limits, mm -hmm. which is very much about like when you start to get successful, something like really amazing happens. 
and then somehow you like self-sabotage your way back into the place you were before. <laughs> and he talks about why that happens and, and how to remove yourself from that situation and, and not, not be stopped by an upper limit, but to see the infinite potential that's in front of you. Interesting. It's All right. Cool. That, yeah, I was about to say that sounds good. I'd like to check that oh, yeah. out. I'm sure other people would. And I commend <laughs> you on sticking to one. You are are one of the few, and I generally allow several because I don't think I could even just stick to one. So. Oh, but, I have a ton, but I, you asked for one, so I gave you one. I followed your instructions. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Andy. Thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. I know I've gotten a lot out of this. I'm sure everyone else has. Is going to listen to this now and in the future. So thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate. I appreciate you and all that you do and the information that you're spreading. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Where can people go to find out more about you and uh, what you're working on? Yeah, easy peasy. ProductiveSouls.org. <laughs> Boom. All right. Anything else you want to share with people or is that? The, um, that you know go? what? When they go to the website, right up at the top, there is a five-day productivity challenge Ooh, cool. and there's a different video that they'll get every day for five days. And we talk all about all kinds of how to go from being chaos and crazy and all over the place to really finally feeling like you have it all together. And we talk about the why, we talk about those hard questions and the deep questions of where it all comes from and how to connect the dots. Outstanding. Well, then go check it out, grab it. And uh, that's awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. Thanks, Angie. You are so welcome. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real World Productivity Podcast. If you know someone that would enjoy this episode, please grab the link and send it via email, message, or whatever means works best. Now, if you're looking for more ways to increase your productivity, time management, and team building skills, be sure to go to productivity.academy resources to find out what tools, cheat sheets, and services can get you started and make the most impact right now. For those who want to make fast changes and want to save dozens of hours, I highly recommend joining the 14-day Productivity Foundation Challenge at productivity.academy slash foundation challenge. This 14-day challenge takes minutes per day, but will help you develop or improve your daily review to get more done with less distractions and loss of focus. You'll also get over-the-shoulder directions for setting up an automation to save dozens of hours and the process for deciding what else you should automate and how to do it. And if you're serious about continuous improvement and you know that productivity, time management, and team building will impact every area of your personal and professional life, join us in the Growth Automation Membership. Find out more at productivity.academy slash join.